Are you a monster? Are you a freak? Would you be my friend or have you lost your way? With trouble to pay when you come to your journey's end. Welcome you to Drive Back the Night, an Andromeda series podcast. I'm Ethan Maestri. And I'm Ryan Mazzocco. Each episode, we take an episode of Gene Roddenberry's Andromeda, and we analyze it, look at things we like, dislike, uh, discuss a little trivia on them, and just kind of uh, generally banter around about the episode and what we learn from it. This week, What Happens to a Rev Deferred is the episode we're going to discuss. Ryan, are you ready for this discussion? I am ready. Okay. Hey, I was just thinking, do you remember that time in Double Helix when Tyr said, do I not destroy my enemy by making him my friend? Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I I do remember that, actually. Right. Well, we learned a lot. Didn't we, we? we did. You're right. That ties into what I just said about mm-hmm. the, the introduction of the show and what we like to do on this show. Sure. So, getting to our discussion. Right. Hey, do you remember that time in The Ties That Blind when we figured out or we learned that... Uh, CD jewel cases last for 3,000 years or more. I do, and I remember that being a somewhat fascinating discussion. Mm-hmm. Um, Ryan, yeah, are you just kind of pulling random clips from our past shows and just kind of tossing them out here? Yeah, I thought it would be a good refresher for some things that have happened in the past. Right, or people could go back to those episodes and, and listen to them. Sure, sure, but I mean, who has the time? Right, so let's just throw it into this one. You're right, exactly. <laughs> what happens to a Rev Deferred is the episode that we're doing. Yeah. Are, are you with us here for this episode, or are you still in your past notes? This is all a setup for this episode. Oh, it is? Yeah. Okay, are we setting up for a new character to come in? No. Or a returning character? Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right, I'll, I'll, I'm interested in see who this is going to be. Okay. All right. Before you reveal what that reveal is going to be. Okay. Why don't I do a little bit of trivia? Okay. What do you say? Sure. Hey, do you remember in The Unconquerable Man when it turned out that uh, Rade was good guy the whole time, but he had the wrong plan? This episode was directed by Alan Eastman. Previous episodes included The Devil Take the Hindmost, It's Hour Come Round at Last, and The Widening Gyre. This is the next to last episode that Alan is going to be directing with Andromeda. Day of Judgment and Day of Wrath, coming up later in the season, will be his final episode. This episode is written by Joe Rankmeyer and Matt Kine. For Joe, this is his next-to-last episode as well. Matt Kine is going to work uh, further in the season on Deep Midnight's Voice and one more episode for season four. Our guest actors for this episode include Patricia Hargreaves, She plays Rev's mom in this episode. Previously, we've seen her pictured, but now we see her form on screen with Rev. This is her only credit as an actress. However, she has a long career in costume design, working on Andromeda early in its run, 
and she would move on to work in costume design for various television projects and films, including a certain horror film that was directed by James Gunn of Guardians of the Galaxy fame. And it starred Nathan Fillion from Firefly. That movie was Slither from 2006, and she was the costume designer for that movie. Colin Lawrence plays the first renegade, is his billing. He is a very recognizable face and has been in a number of series and movies, including Arrow, Continuum, Fringe, Smallville. He played Lieutenant Hamish McCall in the rebooted Battlestar Galactica series. He played Officer Kirkpatrick in the movie Watchmen. He was in Fantastic Four. He's been in the 4400, The Twilight Zone, Dark Angel, and his list of credits continue on from there. And finally, well, of course, we have the return of Brent State. Friend of the show. Friend of the show, actually, yeah. And since our interview with him uh, back in 2015, he's added several television and film credits to his IMDb list. Among them, DC's Legends of Tomorrow and the Van Helsing TV series. And he is currently working on a made-for-television movie titled The Past Never Dies. So, Brent State, still active, still doing things, still stuff to watch on your big screen at home. And so we were happy to see Brent State again returning as a guest for What Happens to a Rev Deferred. Mm-hmm. Um, if you don't mind, before you finish up, I do actually have one last bit of trivia okay, that I dug it. up I'd like to throw in. Yeah. Um, do you remember the time in season three when the Commonwealth was terrible? That I distinctly remember. Okay. Yes, okay. absolutely. All right. I'll tell you what. Um, do you have a summary that does not include any past clips from our show? No, but I'll go ahead and read what I've got. Okay. G- give us what you've got there for what happens to a Rev Deferred. While the Andromeda is assisting in the evacuation efforts of the unstable planet Imperium, a renegade ship has broken free to return to the planet. As the Andromeda pursues, suddenly a nearby dead star reignites back to life, apparently after colliding with asteroid debris. Among all this excitement, Rami discovers a broadcast signal coming from the doomed planet's surface. It's a repeating message from our old friend, Rev Bem. The crew knows that the planet will be destroyed shortly, and anyone on it will certainly die. So an away team is assembled to go rescue everyone's favorite furry. Rami also discovers the reason for the planet's instability, a point singularity inside the planet itself. On the planet, Dylan, Becca, and Tyr follow the source of the signal to an abandoned terminal that keeps being reset by a windblown shutter. Now it's time to track the old-fashioned way. Trance suggests they follow the star. Along the way, they find clues to support that they are on the right track, including a photograph of Rev's mother. I used air quotes. The band of looters find Rev first and try using him for target practice and try to take any valuables he may have, but Rev is able to fend them off. They later meet up with our search team and meet their end. Along the way, Rev seems tormented by the star, asking for answers to his questions when suddenly an image of his mother, appears before him, which excites Rev, and he feels he is finally home and will get the answers he seeks. However, the image of his mother condemns him for being a Magog, born from death to cause suffering, and she vanishes. 
but her voice continues to speak to him from the star, which he continues to follow. Rev is desperate and miserable, but continues to follow the star and his mother's voice all the way to the precipice of a cliff, as if he is undergoing a series of trials. He recalls his time on the Magog worldship, contemplates his life as a wayist, and resolves to maintain true to the way. He insists that he is not like other Magog, and begs for his journey's end. The voice tells him, this is not the end of his journey, but the beginning. The star then begins to transform Rev. Shortly after, Dylan, Becca, and Tyr find the newly transformed Rev Bim in a cave and seems to resemble something like a Magog-human hybrid. He is calm and at peace, but there's no time for them to get reacquainted as the planet is about to be destroyed. Back on the Andromeda, the whole gang watches from the comfort of the command deck as the planet suddenly winks out of existence. Trance insists that this was no coincidence, but was all carefully orchestrated by some unknown higher power. Rev goes around the command deck and has a word with each person, and then departs on his new journey. The end. Excellent summary. Uh, how did you refer to them again? Are, are three wise men, or two wise men and a woman? Uh, an away team. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Uh-huh. So the Star Trek's broken again. All right. And w- how did you refer to it? The furry reference. <laughs> yeah? I, li- I like the furry reference. Oh. That was that was good. Uh, I I didn't know what else to call him. Magog. Oh, okay. <laughs> I guess that would have worked. <laughs> but it, but it's good because, you know, the where the, uh, where the, the episode ends up at. Mm-hmm. He is without the the furriness, right? Right. Yeah. Wait a second. Yeah. Do you think the title Rev? What happens to a Rev deferred? Did they do that on purpose? <laughs> um. <laughs> I don't know. Um, Seems like they might have. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead. Yeah, I'm going to go with you on that one. Okay. I'm say yeah. All right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. De- deferred. Nice. So I just want to say, uh, you know, at the beginning there, after they got Rev's message, and then they wanted to do a little bit of, um, I guess, reminiscing, uh, call up his last message that he had sent to them via holographic message. Remember that? Oh, yeah. So Dylan asked Rami to bring that back up, and so she played it for them all on the view screen, right? Mm-hmm. Um, of course, with those same cameras that are all around the ship that records everything. Yes. Okay. Uh, all right. It works, I guess. I kind of wonder why didn't they just go ahead and bring up the original hologram again? <laughs> that, that stood right there in their midst. <laughs> <Right>. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we've got the evacuation happening. That's a very busy first three minutes of this episode. Yeah. One thing that almost slipped by me, and it was probably a second or third rewatch before I noticed it. Somebody needs to talk to Rami about what a warning shot is. <laughs> because there's a very brief moment before the screen switches from the ship that is firing at them, that she's firing the warning shot at. Mm-hmm. And then it, it goes to that clip that you just referred to. The ship's burning. Rami's warning shot made, <laughs> made contact with the vessel that was firing at them. Sure. So... I think, yeah, there needs to be a little bit of a discussion as to what a warning shot is mm-hmm. versus attack these people that are shooting at right. us. Right. 
Well, I I think it went unspoken. This was a stern warning. <laughs> okay. I missed that. <laughs> right. I missed that somewhere in the transaction. There. No, because like it was unspoken. They didn't say it, but. Okay. Right. All right. Then that's that was a very stern warning. Yeah. <laughs> or maybe he just meant to fire across their stern. And she took it wrong. E. Yeah. Miscommunication. Yeah. Little miscommunication there. Uh, so I want to talk about these renegades real quick. Yes. Um, first of all, I mean, their aim is a little better than a stormtrooper, but I mean, what's with all the non-fatal shots? <laughs> they want to hunt down this Magog, right? Yeah. So let's shoot him in the shoulder. <laughs> right. <laughs> right? <laughs> and, and then, and then they've got him right where they want him. And what does the main renegade say? Wait, let's check him for valuables. Right. Can't you do that after he's dead? Yeah. What, what, there's a term for that, isn't there? Shoot first, <laughs> ask questions, or search for valuables later. Yeah, okay, exactly. That's, yeah, yeah. They do not know about that. Apparently that not. Saying, yeah. yep. uh, can we talk about Harper and his insanely good Rev Bim impression? Okay, yeah. I loved it. Yeah. I think that was spot on. Yeah. he's He's got the inflection... The 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 tone, yeah, it's it's it was wonderful. Mm-hmm. I thought it was excellent. He needs to uh, take that on the road, yeah, or if, at least if, use it more around the ship just to cheer everybody. Up. You know, we've been griping since Rev left the ship mm-hmm. about how there's not a wise voice yeah. among the crew for them to bounce ideas off of and well, express themselves. I mean, wait, it's, it's Harper. Yeah, I was gonna say the <laughs> wisdom isn't in the voice. <laughs> The wisdom is in what the voice says. You're right. And so if it's Harper using that voice, then it's it's really going to ruin that what we consider that voice of wisdom. I see your point. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Tyr says his guess is that is where the renegades intend to set down, where Rev's, Rev's signal is coming from. Right. Yeah. Why? Because plot. Uh. Let's ma- let's make this a short discussion. All right. Because sure. plot. Yeah, or maybe because there was a signal, so maybe the renegades figured, hey, there's somebody down there to steal something from. I'm just saying, from the graphic that we saw, yeah. Rev is kind of on the outskirts of the city. If the renegades are looking for loot, yeah, kind of set down in the middle of the populated area, right. or formerly populated area. Exactly, right near the jewelry stores and stuff. Exactly. Okay. You're spot on. Right. I would be a much better renegade than I'm glad, these guys. I'm glad we're on the same page. Yeah. We should go into business as renegades together. I'm in. Okay. Already thought about Excellent. it. Excellent. Cement blocks and sheet metal. I am so glad that they are still the gold standard for building materials 3,000 years from now. Yeah. Yeah, prominently, right there in the foreground. Okay. You get it all. <laughs> yeah, this is what they're building future settlements out of. Okay. Cement blocks and sheet metal. Yeah, just those those regular rectangular cinder blocks? Just like you can go to Lowe's and buy right now today. Huh. I'm glad to see that. Well, yeah, I mean, it's good that something from Earth caught on and just <laughs> spread. Yeah. Well, well we, we like we talked about earlier, we got cement blocks, we got sheet metal, we got CDs, mm-hmm. inside jewel cases. Right. Yeah, all of it. Well, you know, probably like the Pyrians were using these weird octagon-shaped blocks and everything, and all these things, they, they have to just be stacked just right. They just didn't meet the standard. Right. They didn't make a good standard. Exactly. Yeah. And then, you know, someday, 2,000 years from now, is probably going to be when... Uh, the veterans are going to see these cinder blocks and be like, I mean, we came up with Slipstream, but genius. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 
No. <laughs> That's perfect. All right. All right. Well, we've had our fun. All right. Let's let's move on now. All right. What did we learn about our universe here in this episode of Andromeda? What did we learn about our universe? Man. Or maybe let's bring it down to Imperium or Empirum. Okay. What did we learn about Imperia? Imperia. Yeah. yeah sorry. All right. What did we learn about Imperia? Um, nothing. Well, they were attacked by the Magog. Yeah, that's true. And it made there, the population a bit skittish. Yeah. And so now when they have to evacuate, they completely lose all control. Yeah. Sure. Well, I mean, have they evacuated before? I mean... Apparently not. Well, they're new to this. <laughs> right. I mean, I'd like to see how you and I would do in an, an evacuation. Probably not too good. Sure. Yeah. I little, mean... A little bit of screaming. Look, we've seen it on the news, like when a hurricane's coming, and they, they tell everyone to evacuate. It doesn't always go that smoothly. That's true. Yeah. That is very true. Then you got all the FEMA people just looking at them like Dylan... Love was, you know, was like, man, what is this your first evacuation? What what's going on? Yeah. But I And then the looters go back. Wow, this is a lot like a hurricane, huh? <laughs> Very much so. <laughs> uh-huh. Very much so. I just think it was interesting that this is the planet where Rev was born, correct? Yeah, that's what I'm it it seems pretty strongly suggested. Yeah. Which I guess maybe that's Something else we can discuss later in the show. But, all right, so they were invaded by the Magog. The population was decimated by that. They've rebuilt somewhat. Doesn't look like it was with the best materials, if all they've got is cement blocks and sheet metal. But they did rebuild, but now they're having to evacuate because of this point singularity that's going to consume their planet. Uh Correct? If I I hit all the high points. Yes. All right. Imperia, or Empyrum, which one was it? Empyra. Empyra. Feels like the galaxy's punching bag. Because. Imperia. Imperia. Mm-hmm. It. <laughs> we'll settle on Sorry, one of these. I had to think about point. it for a minute. I have it written down phonetically, but I can't read phonetics. Right. So. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So this place had to be destroyed so Rev could be reborn. Was that the point of this episode? Mm, wow. I mean. I don't know. I didn't think of it that way. I was thinking more of like, you know, how salmon return to where they're born. That's kind of what I was thinking was just there was something calling to him. And not that it was coincidence, because clearly this entity was calling to Rev. Or... Was it? (laughs) I mean, that's, that's what... That's what trance seems to think, seems to indicate. But but what, wasn't this just a red, uh, a brown dwarf that randomly exploded in space in orbit? Or no? Was there something more going on here than what we actually were told was going on here? Uh, I think we were told less than what was going on here. Okay. Yeah. Okay. okay. I mean, the explanation yeah, we're giving we're given is a scientific explanation, which I see as an incredibly implausible scientific <laughs> explanation that a brown dwarf, a dead drown drown dwarf, a dead brown dwarf star collides with some meteor or meteor material debris. Yeah, something like that, and it reignites. It's because Scotch, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah. No. 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 Yeah. Not I'm, buying I'm, it. No, I'm kind of in agreement with right. you. Right. I'm going to go ahead and go with magic. <laughs> <laughs> Makes more sense. It does. It does. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So that's the planet. Uh, what else did we learn? What did we learn about our characters? You got anything on that? You know, not anything about our current main characters. I don't think so. Um, but, I mean, we were able to revisit Rev. And I think we did learn a lot about him. You know, he goes on this journey to wherever he yeah, went. Yeah, I was going to say, why did he leave the ship to begin with? What, um, the, what was the stated reason why he left the ship? Well, he had to spend long hours in the makeup chair, and he was having reactions to the makeup. <laughs> no, 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 no. And, that's the real world. That's that's this universe oh, that we actually occupy. Oh, right. Okay. What was the in-universe explanation for his leaving the ship? I gotta go, dude. <laughs> that's pretty much all we got. <laughs> Wasn't he suffering from his experience on the world ship, and he felt like he needed to go resolve who he was as a Magog? And his spiritual place in the universe wasn't that kind of what he was getting at. I don't know. Can we bring the bring up the footage of the original do you hologram want, again? Do you want to? No, 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 <laughs> no. I I think I'm pretty pretty much yeah. got it there. So where did he go for a year, if not back to his birthplace? Because that feels like where he. There was a whole thing where he starts talking in his message at the beginning of the show and he says my journey ends before it begins and then he goes on about he's back at his birthplace and not not in that in mm-hmm. so many words but basically that's what he's he's saying he's back to where he began mm-hmm. why wouldn't he start his journey there when he left a year ago is what i'm wondering maybe he had to work backwards uh maybe he okay. had to go through okay. and Maybe it's like a twelve-step thing. What's what's the what's the step where you have to make amends? Yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, so he's going to like serendipity and all of these other places that he's visited in the show mm-hmm. in like the first season, and he's just kind of working back. Maybe and and just he's on that sabbatical. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay, that kind of makes sense to me. Okay. Then. So he finishes his journey, right? Yeah. He 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 finally is granted peace. Why? How? Well, because he asked for it. He proved himself worthy of it. So I mean, the squeaky wheel gets the grease. He whined long enough and rolled around on the rock. <laughs> he did do that. Yeah. He did a lot of that. Mm-hmm. So this higher power, this star that yeah. has granted him his wish. Mm-hmm. Wow, this kind of sounds like Pinocchio. <laughs> you know, it's made him a real boy. It did. <laughs> Uh, that's funny. Okay. I, I'm I'm really not sure where to go with this episode. Well, and see, I think this is where this is the, the discussion this breaks is down. The big discussion of the whole sh- of the whole episode, okay. I think, is really what is it all about? Yeah. Is this an answer to questions or is this setting up something bigger? And I think what the voice in the star says may actually kind of be the answer to the question, even though it brings up more questions than answers. Mm-hmm. The voice says, this is not the end of your journey. This is just the beginning. 
of your journey. Right. Okay, so maybe that's how we need to look at this going forward for us. The board has been reset. What we are seeing... Now Rev Bim has a new life. He's been granted a new life. Yeah, and not just Rev Bim, but even us going forward in this series here. Um, we have these ideas of what is what is the abyss. We know it's this evil, evil, dark thing that wants to end all life in the universe. Yeah. What is the divine? It's the complete opposite. What is Rev talking to this whole time? Is it the abyss or is it the divine? Or are they all one and the same? There are things there that... Well, it, it, it obviously this star, this whatever this thing is, it tells Rev to abhor what you are as a Magog. So it obviously has some sort of ill will toward the Magog. So that, well, to me, indicates that it is not part of the spirit of the abyss. Yeah. That's how I read that. It it does, but it also seems like it's toying with Rev the whole time. Because... <laughs> it does, yeah. It, 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 all, it keeps acting like it's trying to bring out the worst in Rev. Trying to antagonize him. And that seems like a thing that something with ill will would do. Yes. If something is really... As Rev describes the divine, the divine has is just nothing but peace and love. The way that this thing was coming at him does not seem very peaceful and loving. No, it's very antagonistic. Yet at the same time, we also saw in the flashbacks from back from season one, when he does directly encounter the abyss, what does he feel? Love. Underneath yeah. the hatred... Right, but then he he feels it. Mm -hmm. There's love. So, I'm I'm not saying this is what it is, but I'm just saying this is what I'm kind of picking up from this episode. Is that what is in this star that Rev is encountering? Is it the abyss? Is it the divine? Are they one and the same? Are they distinguishable? Or are they two separate things? Or are they all one and the same? Because it gave rev what he wanted what he needed in the end but then there's also times when the reflection in the mirror looked like the abyss was that whatever is in that star looking down on him and we're seeing the reflection or is it also the okay so so i kind of took that okay as whatever this whatever influence this is yeah you mentioned it before, is trying to draw out the worst in Rev. Mm -hmm. Like it's testing him. Okay. You know, how, just how bad, how much badness is in Rev Bim? And to me, that felt like it was drawing, that was part of the antagonism. You know, bring the spirit of the abyss out in that reflection, mm -hmm. right? Test him with that vision and see how he reacts to it. Mm -hmm. Remind him of what his Magog name is. Yeah. All of that seemed part and parcel as part of the testing that was taking place. Okay. So I still kind of see this as, well, I don't want to say it was the, the divine because it's pretty bad divine. <laughs> uh, but I don't know. It it doesn't feel like the spirit of the abyss. Mm -hmm. But definitely 
something on the order of the same power for sure. Okay. All right. But it it did a good th- it it made him not a magog, mm-hmm. which is orders of magnitude better than being a magog apparently. Well, yeah. Um and I do think that that, that does kind of bring me to and I'm yeah, I'm agree I I agree with you cuz I don't if it was the abyss that was acting through this star, I don't think that the abyss would have given him what he wanted. I think the abyss would have much more readily just destroyed him. Um, yeah. No, I agree with that. Yeah. Now, also, I'm thinking about that reflection, and I don't know. I'm just totally speculating here. Could it, ha- could it have been the abyss looking on? Because the abyss has an interest in this as well. True. Um. And that's one thing that I'm I'm kind of glad that we had the flashbacks because I had forgotten some of that about how much the other Magog and apparently the Abyss value each other and value their own. They wanted to bring Rev or they wanted to bring Red Plague back yeah. to the Order. Yeah. And they would rather have that, even though he has, in their eyes, murdered... He has murdered his brothers, right? Mm-hmm. They would rather bring him back into the fold. Yeah. And, I don't know, maybe maybe the Abyss actually had an interest in what was going on here. So he's watching through this mirror. Okay. I, I can accept that as a plausible explanation. Yeah. I'm yeah. not saying that's what happened, but it's just an interesting thing to think about. Yeah. Okay. Well, okay, I also want to speak a little bit. The the star, whatever it is, brought the image of Rev Bim's mother to life. And we know he's had some issues with his birth, mm-hmm. right? Because his birth caused suffering for his mother. Right. In bringing that image to life, is that that star kind of giving a sense of closure to Rev? Do you think that that's... That's what's going on there, or is he, or did the star bring it up in order to bring up wells of feeling about where he came from? Yeah, the that again was just the star, just totally screwing with Rev. Yeah, but the problem I have with that as an explanation, just just at face value, yeah. is that Rev's mother was presented as a person that was almost forgiving Rev. You know, mm-hmm. she's stroking his cheek, you know, even though she's not like really there in corporeal form. But it was very much gesturing and had an aura of forgiveness. Yeah. In my opinion. Yeah. But this is also being projected by this entity that is messing with Rev. And, and, and that's te- how and it then starts tells him out. to hate himself. That's, that's how it is. starts out is like, you know, just the embracing kind of, like you say, the stroking his cheek and saying everything's going to be all right. Yeah. You dirty, filthy animal. <laughs> you should be ashamed of yourself and everything that you represent. So it's a total mind game. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. No, I mean, now, it was now that just, you explain it that be, way. Because that's what that makes that's what point. Rev that's what he was trying to get from going there was he wanted to make peace with the one that he viewed as his mother. He carried that picture with him all those years because he felt that. 
Yeah. He carried that with him his entire life. And so now this is his journey's end. He wants to go and and find that resolution and he thinks he gets it. And then, and then she the just rug is rips yanked. it yeah. right out from under him. Yanked out from under him. Mm-hmm. No, you, that's a good point. I'm just if if whatever this thing was was truly representing his mother figure and and she really was that forgiving then it would have just left it at that right but it didn't mm-hmm. so in the end it grants rev his wish he's made not quite a magog not really anything else recognizable mm-hmm. but he's different he's changed and he seems to be happier for it and the star has ordained him I mean, hmm. is that, am I reading too much into that? Was there a bit of an ordination here? Because Rev seems to feel like he's taking on the mantle of something different. Mm-hmm. More than a wayist, different than a wayist. He's now, he's embarking on another spiritual journey, different from what he was on before. Yeah. What was it that he was giving to Becca at the end? She seemed reluctant to take it. I have no idea. I don't. I don't remember seeing what it was. No, and he he's like whispering to her, and then yeah, there's an exchange there. Right. She's like, no, 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 and he says yes. Yeah, and I watched it three times, and there was mm-hmm. no resolution to that. Right. I I don't know. Was it like the like on Ace Ventura two, the medallion of spiritual accomplishment? <laughs> Could have been. Yeah. Could have been... Was it his Wayest medallion? Maybe. Well, but he had one, though. Because that's what I thought, was he was giving it away. But okay. then, immediately after that, he was still wearing one around his neck. Okay. So maybe it was his spare. Well, he uh, he had one from Thaddeus. Brother Thaddeus. Okay. And then he wouldn't he have had one of his own? Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, he took... He kept two... In case he needed to throw one in a bat cave. <laughs> exactly. Okay. Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> Have we covered it? Well, I mean, you know, the thing is, is just that to me, what it comes down to is whatever this thing is, it grants Rev what he wants. So I think we can. From there, assume that it was a good thing. Is it? Is this entity the divine that Rev always speaks of? Or is it just presenting itself as such? Um, I mean, because if it is, then what we're doing, that's setting us up for two different sides between the divine and the abyss. Yes. That's a, a setup for a, a huge, epic, cosmic battle. War, probably. Yeah. yeah, so where does Rev fit in in that divide between the two? Is he for one side or the other? Well, I mean, I think he's for the divine. Okay. He came... For, he he was... He was created by the Abyss. So he's in the camp with Dylan and, and the crew. Oh, yeah. Okay. I, I definitely think that's clear. So, where he goes from now, from here, I don't know. What he does from here, I don't know. But it it does seem like he has real, genuine 
love and affection for the crew that we know and for everything that's good and peaceful. Yeah. So our crew, we, we have talked about repeatedly the fact that for the last year since Rev left, they have not had a, a, a person that they could speak to about philosophical or spiritual things, right? They've been, they've been kind of left to their own devices to deal with those situations. And to an extent, there have been a few of those that they've kind of had to deal with on their own mm-hmm. or as a crew. Where do we feel like the crew ends up at the end of this episode? Do you feel like they had some closure as well? Rev left rather abruptly. Yeah. And I always felt like that 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 had to have hurt. Yeah, and I don't remember everything about our discussion of Ouroboros, but so I don't know if, if I'm repeating what we said back then. But yeah, I mean, what were the circumstances of his departure? Because all we get is just that hologram that we get a replay of and in this gone. episode. So yeah, did he just did he just jump out in a skate pod in the middle of the night? What what is it and, you like to say from uh, Oh Brother Where Art Thou? He R U N N O F T. That's it. Yeah, <laughs> and he was gone. Right. Yeah, they woke up one morning, gone. All that's left is a hologram. That's right. <laughs> and it's you know that seems like that would sting. Yeah, and so right. th- this did to me feel like a, 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 a the closing of that chapter finally. Yeah, that's actually my last note on here. Is I have um, it just says the long goodbye, the goodbye we never got. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And when I wrote that, because I was thinking on one hand, okay, here's how we end this episode: is this very long, drawn out, stopping at every person except for Rami I guess because she's not a real person but anyway stops at every person and has a moment with them one on one yeah they never got that the first time around it was just a general hologram message to everybody vague reasons why I have to leave (laughs) or why I'm already gone actually excellent point well made yes (laughs) Uh, and now they're all getting this this moment, right? Mm-hmm. Um, still kind of a surprise to all of them that he's leaving, even though it seemed pretty obvious that it was a goodbye. Yes, right to all of them, but but at least they got that. So they got that, and we got that. I got a little sidetracked. Well, the point was, I was saying at first it just seemed a little bit long and drawn out, and why are we doing this? And then it just kind of ends. Yeah. And and I'm like, okay, so that was actually, that was all right. That they had that. Yeah. They needed to have that. If we're loyal followers of this show, we need to have that. Yeah. Because it was very abrupt for us, too, when Rev left. Yes, it was. You know, usually when you have a main character depart, something happens, they leave at the end of the episode. Mm -hmm. This was the cold open. Rev's gone. (laughs) You're right. Yeah. Yeah. So, anyway. So, have we got closure? Yeah, I think so. I mean, we still don't know exactly where he's going or what he's going to do. Do we really need to know? I mean, only if if... If it's important to the plot of the story arc later. 
Yeah. But otherwise, Rev's just going off being Rev, yeah. doing whatever it is that he needs to do on his jersey, this yeah. journey, whatever the beginning of this ep- of this uh, journey is now. The sabbatical continues. Is it a sabbatical or is he working? He's doing something. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. So that's what we've learned in universe. Okay. Let's let's pivot this discussion to. Did we have a quote for this one? You know what? We did. It was actually. rather long, as I seem to remember. Yes. All right. What was it? Are you a monster? Are you a freak? Will you be my friend? Or have you lost your way with trouble to pay when you come to your journey's end? And that was the Imperium Lullaby. Hey, you know what? We have sick, twisted lullabies, too. I mean, babies <laughs> falling out of trees. So let's cut them some slack. You're not wrong there. I was about to be very harsh yeah. on that, but you're absolutely correct. Right. You're spot on with that <laughs> assessment. I, I can't argue that. All right. But as to the quote itself, would you like to go first? Do you have something? Let's. T- I guess this is going to be, this is all about RevBim. Are you a monster? No. Are you a freak? Um, kind of. Will you be my friend? Of course. He'll be everyone's friend. Um, have you lost your way? I don't think so, but I think he feels he has. With trouble to pay when you come to your... With with trouble to pay when you come to your journey's end. Um, that's a weird last sentence. I don't understand it. The punctuation is wrong, I think. But I don't know. It could just be your 12-year-old scotch talking. But... <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, here's my thing. Okay. I don't think that this is actually an Imperium quotation or lullaby or whatever it's supposed to be. It feels rather contrived and not very well put together. I say, writers, try again. Okay. I don't, I don't like this quotation at all. All right. Because you're right. At the end, it does, it, it's weird and it feels very specific for this particular episode for our particular character that's going to show up. Mm-hmm. And I, I, every, every, every time I watched this episode, when it would start, I would see that and I'm like, yeah, there, this is very bonk bonk on the head. And it doesn't seem like it fits with some of the other quotations, which give you a more neuron, which give you a more nuanced discussion or something to think about, or maybe even perhaps expand your mind with just a little bit. It's not here. I, okay. I I have a hard time reconciling this being a lullaby from the planet that we're going to visit in this episode and it being so spot on specific with Rev's situation or Rev as a character it, to the point of being unbelievable. Okay. That it just, it, it collapses under its own weight. All right. Much like a singularity did to the planet. Sure. Yeah. Just swallowed it right up. Um, I actually have two questions about this. Um, for one thing, I'm not exactly sure. We should be better at this. Shame on us for for not knowing where we are in the timeline. Um, what is Commonwealth year as we're watching this series? Aren't we somewhere around 10,000? 10, 10 or 11? No, 10,000. We're in the 10,000s. Okay. All right. So then I'm going to go ahead and give it the pass there because this is 8745. Okay. 2,000 so years. This is a long time ago. Galaxy far, far, well, not so far away. Yeah, right here. Um, so, I was going to say, you know, if this was, like, in the future, then they messed that up because there is no Imperium right. anymore. Um, okay, so, 
We're good. Let's give that it passes. All right. Uh, the other thing I'll say is that with that last sentence, with trouble to pay, when you come to your journey's end, um, it's it's presented as a question. What is the question? It's two sentence fragments spliced together that neither of them are a complete thought. So I think they hear what's going on is, you know, in Andromeda, in the universe, all the characters that we see, they we know from it's already canon. We know that they speak common. Okay. I like to think that this is an Imperium poem or lullaby that was written in the original Imperium language 2,000 years ago. Badly translated? Yeah. Okay. Right. So this is actually an incredible quote that was lost in translation. <laughs> I like that explanation okay. a lot. Okay. I actually really do like that. Great. Well done, sir. Thank you. All right. Can we move on? Yeah. All right. What happens to a Rev Deferred? I put the question to you, Ryan. What are your thoughts on this particular episode? All right. So I wrote down two notes that I was going to put in our observations section. Um, You notice I only had two observations. Yeah, you kind of caught me by surprise there. Yeah, because usually that's that's one of our favorite parts. Mm -hmm. Let's find all the things that we can laugh about and make fun of and poke holes in, right? Yeah. Um, So there were two things that I wrote down that uh, I decided to leave out. Uh, when I wrote them, they seemed funny to me. And I was like, hey, this is something that we've been picking on for a long time. Mm-hmm. But then as the episode went on, I decided, no, I'm not going to mention that in that part. So here's one of them was, hey, they mentioned the Magog. <laughs> because right. remember how they forgot about the Magog? Yeah. This huge Magog world ship coming to eat the entire three galaxies and we're just not talking about it at all anymore right 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 okay hey they mentioned the abyss they did yeah and haven't we been harping on that a lot here lately? we sure have so i was going to kind of pick on that and say hey they finally mentioned these things why didn't you bring it up the way you did earlier you remember that time <laughs> yeah <laughs> well and that's just the thing is that it seemed at the very beginning, when they first mentioned these, it seemed small and insignificant that the show finally remembered these things. But then, as the episode goes along, you figure out, oh, they actually mentioned those things because they're extremely important to this episode. Which means that this episode remembered what this show is about for the first time in a long time. In like 15 episodes. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much, no, as in... you're absolutely right. Um, I mean, I, I could be wrong. There may have been some fleeting mention here and there, but as I recall, is this the first time they have mentioned in the season Magog? Three? Or, yeah. Yeah. No, you're. I can tell where you're going with that. Okay. You're, you're right in your thinking. Okay. This is the first time we've had any reference to either one of these two players. Okay. Big players in this universe. Right. Okay. So that says a lot to me about what this episode is trying to do. This episode is the writers saying, hey, remember that whole thing that this show is about and where we're trying to get? Let's remember that. And maybe, maybe, just maybe, let's get back to that. 
So this episode gives me hope that we're going to get back to that. Um, it's also really cool that we get to see Rev again because we liked Rev the whole time he was there. Now we actually get a real goodbye with Rev. You know, we mm-hmm. get a little bit of that resolution, a little bit of that closure. Yeah. Um, he's gone, but we're okay with it. But um, he's not forgotten. Right. <laughs> Just like Johnny Rotten. So we don't know exactly. There, it, it still brings up a lot of questions. What was this thing in the sky? Was it the divine? Was it something else? Was it somehow the abyss? I have my ideas, but we don't know. Really? Um, he even kind of starts to talk about it a little bit, and Trance shuts him down. So, what's going on there? Maybe does Trance know a little bit more about what's going on? Maybe Trance knows more than Rev does, but whatever this thing is that Trance seems to know, she she doesn't want Rev to reveal it. I don't know. I don't know. I'm just, I'm speculating here now. But anyway, and then the fact that really I only had two observation comments, you know, the <laughs> things that we'd like to make fun of. Yeah. Um, there's not a whole lot to grab onto here in this episode and just poke all these holes and make fun and laugh and talk about the production value, you know, I, what, his furry suit? Looked funny. I mean, but it's Rev Ben. We're used to that. We know that already. Yeah. Um. Anyway, uh, this episode kind of, it gets me excited to see where are we going to go now? Because it just seems like we've just had one clunker after another here lately. And it's like, finally, an episode that remembers what this show is about, reunites us with a character that we once knew and loved. We get to say goodbye to him. And now we get to look forward to what does this episode set up. So, it, this episode for me was it was a breath of fresh air that was long overdue. Wow, that's my line. <laughs> All right, I appreciate that that viewpoint. All right, we have complained complained in the last three or four episodes about what you just said, clunkers that just do not work. And it almost makes me want to like this episode, hearing you talk about it, but I cannot get there. I really can't get there. I mean, this episode, as I've written it down to me, felt hurried. It felt half baked. I mean, it on so many levels did not work for me. There are things that we've talked about that it's like, Hmm, yeah, I hadn't thought about it that way. But at the end of the day, I still come back to the fact that we get this weird star that comes out of nowhere and we get no explanation for it. It grants Rev Bim his wish to become a real boy <laughs> without any real explanation as to why and what is his purpose going to be going forward. It seems like he has a sense of purpose when he leaves the ship. What's it going to be, though? We have no clue. No idea. Looking at some of the information that I found online, this 
it, while there is nothing that directly says this is going to be Brent State's reintroduction, this is going to be Brent State's reintroduction into the show, we do know that that was being discussed at the time that this episode was made. Brent State, in our interview with him, even mentioned that they were trying to maneuver this episode to be a reentry point for him back into the series. Had that happened, this episode would have been incredible, I think, and would have made perfect sense and would have been absolutely something that was necessary and needed in the series. But it didn't happen. And what ends up happening is they say bye to Brent State altogether. There is no further discussion of bringing him back into the show. And they change him so that it could happen, but it's not ever going to be revisited. And so this episode to me feels like a waste of a good character. It feels like a waste of a good guest actor or actor (laughs) in Brent State himself. And what we end up getting is basically a clip show that has a hodgepodge of ideas thrown together but you don't really get anything coherent out of it. And so we're presented with a lot of different visuals that were left. To, and I felt like very much as we were discussing the visuals that we saw on screen, we're kind of left to interpret or infer what, what are they trying to say here? And we don't really have any answers out of any of it. So on that most basic level, this episode just doesn't work for me. And yet, I recognize the exact same thing that you just mentioned and that you, you that gives you hope. We remember the Magog, we remember the world ship, and we remember the spirit of the abyss. So it's still a thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they haven't abandoned it completely. And so, yeah, while to me, personally, this episode is still yet another clunker that just doesn't work and wastes a character... Yeah, at least we have that thing, that thread, that hopefully will show up again at some point in the future. Mm -hmm. And then finally, there was one other thing that really kind of galled me about this episode, too. Are you going to do this thing again where you left something out of trivia just so you could prove a point at the end? No. No, no, no. I'm not doing that at all. (laughs) No, for me, it was the line that Trance gives right at the end of the episode. Uh She says, for those who don't believe... No explanation is possible. For those who do, no explanation is necessary. And so she's talking about faith in that in that context uh, of that mm-hmm. phrase that she, she brings up there. As if to say that you have to have faith in order for miracles to happen. Uh, in order for in, and you don't need an explanation that makes sense. And I call BS. Faith without knowledge is not faith at all. And will very quickly and very easily collapse. And so this idea that faith is based on belief only and not on truth or knowledge, that's a message that just goes right through me. And I I dislike it. And so at the end of the day, when we we try to tack on a moral of some kind to the story that's been told, I don't even like the moral that's being given at the end of this episode. And so for, for me... Even though I loved seeing Brent State again, and I love the fact that we get Rev just a little bit, and even the fact that it's a a Rev clip show, doesn't really bother me. I mean, because all of that is necessary to the story that they were trying to tell. So I like that we got all of that. But this episode, to me, at the end of the day, just doesn't work 
and I, I didn't really care much for it. To address the clip show part, I did think it was interesting the way they used all the clips to to show how Rev had touched everyone's lives. It wasn't just a long show of all these different clips that Rev had done. It was individualized. For each character, when they were going through something in the episode, they remembered back to how Rev had helped them through whatever that situation was. Whatever it was that Rev did or said, and it stuck with them. So all of these people, even Tyr, have been affected by Rev's presence in their lives. Yeah. Um, and that's going to change them forever going forward. That's going to be with them. And maybe I was just being nostalgic, enjoying seeing Rev again, because I, I do see a lot of your points, and they're valid. And as far as with the, the star and not really knowing exactly what's going on going forward from here, um, and I'm thinking if you're putting yourself in the position of a first-time viewer, not having any idea what's going to come from here and you just raised your hand. <laughs> yeah. And, but, but you know, I mean, you've read ahead, you've even watched ahead some. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, it, it sets up for something that could be that, it, it, that that's not going to be, I'll just say it, but you're right. You're right. You, knowing what's going to happen in the future, yeah. it kind of starts to make sense, but they still didn't really draw the lines yeah. clearly. No, and and that's because, I mean, this this episode doesn't really... it It's kind of a little bit of, of part of both worlds. It's It touches on a little bit on what Robert Hewitt Wolf had originally intended, and it also touches a little bit on what ends up happening without spoiling this for anyone who hasn't watched it, it touches a little bit on both, but it's not really either. It's at least, to me, this is at least the writer's attempt to try to get back to a storyline here. Yeah. And, okay. and it's not, it's not completely 100% true to what, what Wolf started or what even ends up happening. But at least it's a starting point to me where where the writers get together and say, let's make this show about this thing again. Yeah, I no, I, I get it. It's it's important. It's important. Um, the clips that they showed, they showed the right clips, in my opinion. I agree with you on that because it helps you to remember where they've come from and where the show still needs to go what it still needs to address. The problem is that this is an episode that was setting up Rev's return. And then it's like they abandon it in the last five minutes of the, of the episode. You know, did, did it not feel that way? Well, I mean, even Dylan was surprised that he was leaving. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I thought you were going to be here for a while. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no. Uh, and so we I left your room just like you left it. <laughs> <laughs> we kept feeding the salmon. <laughs> I'd like to know how that worked. Well, I'm, Trance probably used him for hydroponics or something. Oh, you're right. Yeah, you're right. So, yeah, I mean, there was there was this buildup for something, and then it just feels like there's no gratification at the end. There's no payoff. 
because he goes ahead and leaves. Yeah. And if anything, those clips that they show show you just how much the show has been missing in this last year with him gone. You know, that's that's kind of the thing that I took away from it is those clips reminded me just how much I do miss Rev being there and his influence on the crew. And you can see the crew definitely feels it at the end of that episode as well. Yeah, closure, yes. Uh, the setup for the possibility of something ultimately ends up not happening. And we end up with more questions and answers. Which I guess is really how Rev ended the show, too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so, par for the course, I suppose. Have we reached the end of our discussion of this episode? No, Ethan, that's just the beginning. But if anybody else would like to contribute to our journey and discussion, Ethan, how might somebody get a hold of us? Well, they could do so by sending us an email, and that would be to drive back the night podcast at gmail.com. They could also reach us or follow us on the social media. We are on Facebook and Twitter using the handle at AndromedaPod, both of those places. You can find us on Podbean. Our home, www. I forget. I don't have to say www. Nope, not nope. anymore. It's not a camera phone. It's not www. <laughs> you can find us on our home on podbean.com. We are Andromeda Series.podbean.com. We also have a tip jar there on our site if you should feel so inclined, but no pressure. That was a little bit of backdoor cross promotion there, wasn't it? Was it? Yeah, a little bit. Just wait. If you listen to us on iTunes, definitely give us some stars, maybe even a review if you feel feel so inclined. We'd certainly appreciate that. Good thanks to our big friend Doug Anderson for giving us his voice for the opening quote at the beginning of this episode. As always, we are an Age of Geek production, ageofgeek.podbean.com. Good stuff over there, those guys. It's us. And we hope you will join us again here next time as we discuss... Point of the Spear. 